Welcome to episode number 44 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. And we welcome back our lone position player in the rotation, Miguel Rojas, who has definitely outdressed his co-host today. For those of you that are doing this audio only, what a, wow, that is big time. That is big league, Miggy. Yeah, I came ready. I came ready for this episode. I'm so happy uh, after the All-Star break. Uh, it's been it's been half of the season already, a little bit more than that, you know. Uh, we have to keep grinding, and I'm happy to take my turn in the rotation again. All right, so a bunch of things. Um, I am just like a, a big league ball player in the sense that I'm on the road. I'm helping my oldest son, Josh, move into his new apartment in San Diego. So I know what it's like to drag all the equipment all over the place and have weird Wi-Fi in a hotel room. And By the way, how do you sleep on the road? I sleep like shit. Well, sometimes, you know, when you have when you have time with the family, especially after the All-Star break, uh, I really enjoy the time with the family. But, uh, I mean, we went to a place in, in Tampa, so we stay in a hotel room, you know, two kids, one five-month-old. Oh. My, my, my son is five years. We got him sleeping next to our bed, you oh. know, in a little bomb bed. And then he wanted me to sleep with him, you know? Like, after I done that for, like, four days, in my all-star break, when I come to a hotel room by myself, I think I'm I'm sleeping really well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not I'm not saying that I, I'm okay being away from the family, but sometimes you need your your uh, your time where you can you know sleep yeah. in your king room. So I, I need your help with this. Um, on Monday, like I said, I helped my son move. We're taping mm-hmm. this on a Tuesday in San Diego. And I didn't sleep well, but I had a very um, clear look at my last dream that I had. And I told this to everybody on the Instagram live show. What was that it? I was at some sort of sporting event with a bunch of other reporters and okay. my hamstrings were bothering me. Like they, they really are. They're legit okay. bothering me. And as we're just kind of mingling around, Michael Jordan walks through our little group with his security detail. And I, um, I was like doing some hamstring stretching and he kind of looked at me quizzically and he turned to his security detail and started whispering something. And he looked at me and he's like, Hey, come here, come here. And he started telling me different hamstring stretches that I should be <laughs> do- doing. Did he, did he tell you, did he tell you to lay on the ground and like pull your leg up and stuff like that? Yes. Yes. He was telling me all this sort of stuff. I was like, Mike, I know I'm just having a bad hamstring day <laughs> instead of being like, Oh, thank you. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. <laughs> but it got me thinking since you're wearing the Jordan shirt, I was like, I know I had to share that one. I, I mean, if, if that's a dream, I, I want that dream to come through to me. You know, that's, know. Uh, that would be awesome. I would Is love, it, I would love for, for, for a fact that, that I want to, that I want to meet Michael Jordan. But uh, at the end of the day, like him teaching, teaching me some hamstring stretch, I think uh, I would be value for sure. Now, if you, if you met Jordan face to face, would you have the op- would you ask him for a pair of Jordans? No, I'm not gonna ask him for a pair of shoes. I'm just gonna I just gonna enjoy the time that I'm like right next to the person that I idolize him like the most in this world, you know? Uh-huh. And tell him like, hey, this is how much money I spend on your brand. So you better I mean, I don't know, something for me. Sign yeah. sign a pair, you know, because I, I'm probably gonna be wearing a, a pair of Jordans that day, you know. So I probably, probably. going to take the shoe. I I'm going to take the shoe off and I just going to hand it to him and say, "Please, can you please sign this and I just going to put it in my collection and that's hey. going to be my my life, you know?" He owe, I mean, he owes you. 
think of how much money you put on that man, in that man's pocket. A lot, but well, I mean, I'm not gonna say a lot because uh, yeah. he already got, you know, true. all his money. But uh, uh, I mean, that would be that would be a great uh, great time to be alive in that that moment. Oh, uh, let me let me ask you let me ask you something. Those hamstring problem right after all the stuff that you did in the All Star break, because I saw you 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 was going oh. after man. For John Boy, yeah, when we were out at the All Star yeah. game and shagging shagging balls in the well, not in the outfield, in the like in the yeah. middle of the crowd, doing all the all the ping pong yeah. gaming at home. Yeah, I mean, that that sounds and looks like a lot of fun, huh? It was. So you're oh, gonna yeah. have to check it out on our YouTube channel. So we played we played blitz ball. You know okay. what blitz ball is? It's like it's like wiffle ball on steroids. You can because you can really f- make this ball move. You it's really great. Throw it's hard. Fun. Yeah. You will be very impressed with with what I did. And then uh, we had the home run derby that night, trying to catch home mm-hmm. runs in center field. Um, there may have been or may not have been some adult beverages consumed during that, uh-huh. which made it more challenging. I and saw that. Tuesday, I think I saw Jake. He was. Oh yeah. He was uh he was hammered the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he was hammered the minute he got off the plane and did not stop till we left on Wednesday. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a good yeah. time. That's a good time. He is a good time. When we have like the Rose rotation family reunion, be most careful of Jake. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can, I, I can see that, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to never be uh, against a really good time. Like you guys have it over there. Oh, I like it. I like it. Miggy putting his That's stake good. in the That's ground good. on this one. That's good. You guys, yeah. you guys did a good job, and I saw you. I saw you striking out, looking. But well, then, uh, you got a, you got a good rip to uh, left field shortstop kind of. Yeah, yeah. Left, there's a lot of drama involved. You have to see how the whole thing played out. But yes, the, the first one looking, it was tough because I'd never seen a blitz ball in my life, and I was going against uh-huh. a professional blitz ball pitcher, and he was like <laughs> throwing like 93 low in the zone. It felt like it was like below my kneecaps. I was a little upset with the umpire, except that. Uh-huh. When it just hits the the rectangle in the back, it's a strike, so right. you can't argue it anyway. Um, did you notice what uniform number I was wearing? Yeah, I, I saw that, and and I think I text you right away and I ask you, hey, why are you wearing a number nineteen there? You know, it's not it's not twenty nineteen. Nope. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing this for. And I mean, it was really nice that you was thinking uh, about your position playing in the rotation. I mean, come on, dude. How could I, I – I can't let you down. I mean, if I'm going to be awesome. a position player on the field, I love all my Rose Rotation children equally. I really do. But if I'm going to be an athlete and if I'm going to be a contributor on the blitz, in the Blitzball game, I had to be representing. You need to be number 19. Row. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love that. Speaking nice, of uh, nice jerseys, too. Oh, yeah. The jerseys were great. The Carolina blue. Those, I bet oh. you you have shoes that would match those. Oh, definitely. Let me, let me show you. Oh, right yeah. Here. Okay. Once again, audio only. Just fast forward. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! You've this got prints go... on those. Well, this this shoe is a collaboration with uh, Off White, which is another uh, designer uh, brand. So uh, this is a pretty cool shoe. One of my favorites from the from my collection. But this will go great with uh with that jersey. Sure. Oh my gosh, that's in three hundred sixty five days in a year. How many of those 365 do you slip on a pair of Jordans? Uh, I got to say at least 60. Oh, I thought it'd be more than that. 60 out of 365. You have yeah. to wear. Really? I mean, that I, that I, no, I, I thought you was asking if I buy a pair of Jordans 
No, 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 not buy. Like, if you, okay. you just wear? wear a pair. How many days no, a year? Every day. Every day. You, 365 no. days, I wear a pair of Jordan. Anyway, like, you know, like when I, when I wake up, I go, to, uh, I go to the store or I go to get breakfast or something like that, I'm always wearing a pair of Jordans. Even if after I need to go get in the plane and, you know, like wear a different pair of shoes, I'm going to wear a pair of Jordans every day. Do you wear Jordans with a suit? I, I, I did in the past, yeah, but not, okay. not, not, in, not in our flights because uh, we, got a, we got some rules that we have to follow. Oh. And, yeah. you know, there's no, there's no tennis shoes allowed in our, you know, is that, go, but. is that a Donnie rule? Donnie's kind of old school Yankees. Is that a Donnie rule? Uh, no, I'm not going to say it's Donnie. I think it's a uh, ownership, you know, oh, like the ownership group. Yeah, oh. I think, I think, I think it's DJ. Yeah. DJ is a guy. Well, you see, you see Derek Jeter in his daily basis at the ballpark and he's always wearing a suit, looking great, looking like oh, he's going to the, the GQ uh, magazine, you know? Like always like on a color shirt, like dress, dress shoes, hard dress shoes. Like he's, he's soon looking great. You know, he's probably going to wear uh, jeans and uh, maybe this, this uh, polo shirt or something like that, or, or a Marlin shirt for the weekends. But during the week, this guy's hey, he's showing you the way. Do you think that Derek Jeter owns a sleeveless shirt? I'm not sure, man. I'm not I'm gonna sure. Go no. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen in a tent top or, or I don't know. Go I now. wonder how he's going around his house. You know, do you, do you ever see him lifting in the gym? No, I, I didn't play. I didn't play with Derek. So, uh, no, no, no. I'm I just saying, like, I thought maybe as a former player, he would come down and maybe pump a little iron earlier in the day, just kind of get no, a lift. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying that I never played with him because uh, when I got to the league in 14, He's still playing, but I never right. play against him. You know, sometimes when you go to the row, row games, like let's say we go to Yankee Stadium, yeah, you see these guys early, you know, like you right. see him around, you know, when yeah. no cameras are on, he's probably like like caught caught out shirt, taking ground balls or taking swings early because mm -hmm. he's hot, something like that. But I never see him. So. Okay, all right, maybe you can you but can he, offer to spot him on the bench, on. spot him on the bench, say, come on, boss man, come down. I'll spot you. Let's see if you can still put it up. 225. I know. I know. That's, that's, that would be great. All right. So um, excited for today's episode. And in addition to getting to chop it up with you, um, we get to uh, talk to Padre's first baseman. What is that? Are you drinking a cappuccino on me? Oh, it's a uh, double espresso. A double espresso? Yeah, that's, that's what I go to. Uh, every morning when I wake up, and, and this hotel room is amazing. In, in, in Washington because you got the, the little espresso machine that you just have to put the cup there. I mean, uh, espresso coffee coming from Venezuela and now playing in Miami, you have to be, you, you know, you have to have your espresso coffee. Got and it. it's, if it's Cuban, a little bit more, you know, because all the sugar that they put in there, you get, you get addicted to that. So that's your go-to every day, Great. every morning. I can't live without it uh, anymore. Okay. Got my espresso machine at home. I make my own Cuban coffee. And I'm, all, I'm always so proud when I, when I do it right, you know, because the Cubans, they tell you how to, well, Hosmer can talk to us about this, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. He can, like, when you make Cuban coffee, you have to actually, like, 
mix the like a lot of sugar with a little bit of coffee first, you know, and mm. make like a like a consistent uh, sugar kind of thing that is going to look brown. And then when you pour the coffee on top of that, it will it will create a little bit of foam on the top. Oh. And when you do that, it's when you do when you did it right. So I'm always proud of telling everybody, hey, I did it right. Look at the phone on top. So um, that's a, I becoming a, a real uh, Miami guy. I like it. Well, and we're going to bring it up. Hosmer grew up, like I said, five miles from where you play your home games right now. I believe his mom is Cuban or part Cuban as well. So we're really, we'll, we'll delve into that uh, when we, when we first meet him, if there's a true way to make the good, good espresso the Cuban good coffee. Cuban coffee. Yeah, let's of course. Let's do that up. Um, I am representing, I'm wearing, I rarely do this. I'm doing this for a special occasion. I'm wearing a Miami Marlins hat because I'm trying to get rid of all the bad juju that happened last night. Oh, yeah. 18 to one loss. Did you play in the 29 run game against Atlanta? I guess oh. the Braves. I played the whole game too. Uh, it was painful <laughs> because, uh, I mean, when you see a team like that, uh, offense get confidence from the other guys, you know, like, if you seen your guys like leading off the game, double, hit, whatever. If you're hitting the six, seven spot, you're saying, hey, I got to get my hits to, you know, like this is the day. And that day didn't stop. Like it was like triple, homer, double, whatever. And the outs that we were making was like because a guy just continued to run and, and got, got throwing out at third base. <laughs> so Not like because of, uh, you know, it, it was <laughs> something like that. And I remember my, my teammate now, Adam Duvall, he hit three homers and drove in like nine runs. Yeah. I say that's a, that's a month for me, you know? Wow. So when you're, when you're out there and you're just getting your ass kicked, is there a little bit, because Millar told me he, he played in a game against the Texas Rangers one year where he was in left field and they were down 27 to like three, 27. Mm -hmm. and, he, and there were two guys on. And he said he thought to himself, man, it'd be pretty cool if they hit a homer. I'd like to play in a game where we gave up 30 runs. <laughs> and sure enough, it happened. It happened. And he was like, wow, I cannot believe. I actually left a, a message on his voicemail back then. That's how long ago he played because we weren't texting as much. I left a voicemail. I said, hey, congratulations. Way to hold him to a field goal on that last drive. Good job. Good job. That's yeah. That's 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 always something that uh it crosses your mind, you know, when you're losing by that many runs and you're asking yourself who's gonna pitch the eight and nine, you know. I actually asked Donnie that that I wanna pitch the last inning last night. But he said, No, 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 no. We know. we cannot we can afford we can afford no. you to wake up with a with a sore no a lot or something like that because you wanna throw harder. But Sandy Leon did a great job last night picking up the yeah. last inning and two thirds. He gave up a homer of uh, Juan Soto. He's unbelievable. He's 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 still in a home run derby mode. You know, mm -hmm. he's hitting balls like so. Sandy threw in a ball like this this far off the outside corner, and he just hit a homer in left center. It's it's unreal. These guys are are so good, man. I think. He, I think he is the most complete hitter we have seen come up. Now, listen, Trout might be a better player, particularly when he came up. I've never seen a more complete hitter at this young an age than Juan Soto. Am I off base there? No, you're not off base, and if if you're not you're not you're not lying, you know. Like right now, in this game, I don't I don't play a lot with uh, with the West. I don't see Tatis a lot. I don't see Trout. I don't see. 
Bellinger, Turner, all those guys over there that have been doing it for a long time. I play against Soto, Acuna, and these guys a lot, right? But uh, what I'm seeing on Soto, you see the square, right, on the, on the screen every night. Pay attention to how many balls off that square this guy swing. It's, it's crazy, and it puts us in perspective that he's leading the league in walks. And he lost, like, I don't know, three weeks of the season for, with a ankle or something like that early in the year. And he's leading the league in walks. He's, he's, he's now hitting 300. He got, like, 17 bombs or something like that. And he's rounding a, a season that he wasn't that good at early in the year for him. And that tells you the discipline that this guy has, that he's not going to swing away from that, from that square. And then if you, if you don't want to come to the square, he's, he's just going to take his walks. And that's what a good hitter do. So that's why he's one of the best in the game. Amazing. Oh, by the way, you saw Trey Turner. Did you thank him for coming on the rotation? Oh, yeah. I say, I say thank you, and I say congratulations for, uh, for making All-Star. it to the All-Star. Yeah. You know, he's now hitting like 330, yeah, uh, 18. I mean, he, he, he needed to be an All-Star for sure. Did, a guy's been doing it at all for 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 the Nationals last couple of years. Did he say he had a good time on the show, or did he say I'm never coming on again? I I, I didn't I didn't talk to him that much yesterday. Oh. It was uh he uh he ne- he never got to second base. I got to second base one time. Yeah, you did. And uh, I I I talked to him from like a little bit uh of it was away from me. Got it. Uh, you know it's interesting because my 15 year old son Brady has become such mm-hmm. a huge fan of everybody in the rotation. Like, he lets me know, hey, Trevor May is coming in the game, or Archie Bradley, nice. anything. And so every at-bat, we put it up. He can watch it on the big screen. I cannot, because I have to let you know that when I put you on the big screen, no bueno. Like things, I always suck. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. not you. It's more me. I'm going to blame okay. this on me. It's not you. So I am no longer allowed to watch you hit. Brady can watch you hit. Good things okay. happen when Brady watches you. When Pops watches, I can't okay. do it. I'm sorry. Stay, stay away from the TV, please. Okay. I don't, I, don't, I don't need that. Like last night, I didn't watch one of your at-bats. Pretty good night. There you go. Pretty good night. Yeah. So just remember, when you're walking to the dish, just say, I know Chris isn't watching. I can relax. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's extra pressure that I'm going to take off, my, off myself. We will be back to the Chris Rose rotation right after this message from Cushy Dreams. You're wondering why the Papito Gordito is here talking to you about Cushy Dreams. That's because Boppy uses it. I'll be honest with you guys. A little Cushy Dreams, if it's the end of the day and I'm trying to relax, R-E-L-A-X, remember that? I use Cushy Dreams. Relax. Puts me to sleep. Knocks me out too many thoughts up here baseball life all of it it's scary you gotta relax if that's your thing go try it out they got the pre-roll it looks like kush if you order it in the can there get yourself a gram looks like weed if you want to trick a cop we don't recommend that here at john boy media i'll be honest with you and hey if you're not a relaxed person They got other stuff too. the create i'm all about that they've got whatever you're looking for They have it at Cushy Dreams. If you haven't tried CBD, you've got to try it. It could be good for your sore joints. It could help you open up your mind a little bit. It can go different ways. And guess what? It's legal in all 50 states. CushyDreams.com. 
rose.com. Promo code rose, 20% off. 20% off your next order. Doesn't have to be your first. Doesn't have to be your last. 20% off your next order of Cushy Dreams. Promo code rose at checkout. Go check them out. Honestly, they've kind of been a ride or die with John Boy Media. It's a really good product. We've had so many people reach back out and say that they loved it. Go check out Cushy Dreams. Promo code road. Rose, 20% off. Back to the show. You were not relaxed. I, this happened a few weeks ago, but we haven't talked since then, so I just want to bring it up. The day that Pablo Lopez got heave-hoed against Atlanta after one pitch, and you know we know the history with Acuna and all that sort of stuff, but this, you know, they didn't immediately eject him. Snitker came out and said, you know, come on, you know the history, all this. The umpires get together and then tossed. And you were right in the middle of this. So can you tell us from your viewpoint, what were they telling you? Yeah, I mean, just a situation that it was mishandled uh, uh, in, in any form that you can think about. And seeing the reaction of, of the umpires that, I mean, first pitch of the game, if you think something's going to happen, you have to be prepared, you know? Uh, as, a, as, a, as a baseball players in the big leagues and umpires, coaches, everybody needs to prepare for the game, right? So if these guys did their homework or whatever, and they knew it was history and, and they knew this happened three times in the past or whatever, the guy behind the play should have do something right away if he, if he thought it was intentional, right? Mm-hmm. But he sent him to first base. When he started walking, he started he start like getting upset because players, when they get hit by pitch, get upset, right? Mm-hmm. And knowing the history that we have um, – with the Braves and with the Acuna situation, we we always kind of expecting that if something happened to him, you know, it's going to be controversial and, and it's going to be a problem. At the end of the day, Miami Marlins, man, we're not trying to hit Ronald Acuna. At any point, at any form, we thought it was over, you know? After a couple of years, like the guy who started this is not even is not even in our team anymore. We don't need to be fighting this fight anymore because it's not a, it's not something that we need to do uh, in the game of baseball as an organization with him or with that, with, with the Atlanta Braves, it's over. You know, we don't, we don't want that. And then all of a sudden Pablo, I mean, the ball got away from him. He's trying to come up and in. That's when Acuna is susceptible when he's hitting and he actually hit him. Then when you get all of, all of that, the umpires got together and the crew chief is the one who throw him out just because that the, their manager came out and say, it's enough. What, what does that mean? You know, like, are you going to let the other coach tell you what to do? And instead of you doing whatever you need to do and do your homework. And if you think it's something on purpose, you should have thrown it right away. You know, end of the story. You mishandle the situation. You just act because the other team tells you to do something. And I, I, I don't think it was right. So <clears throat> if I'm understanding you correctly, not that you would have, applauded the umpires but you would have had more respect for them if they had immediately ejected him yeah if they ejected him right away i think i think donnie i mean he would he would have been upset mm-hmm. and he would have go out and fight for his player but if that's something that the umpire consider right away that is intentional and he throw him out like what what are you gonna say um, i mean the umpires have the right to do whatever they they, they think it's right at the time of the game, uh-huh. but don't get together and say, 
oh yeah, we, we should have done something because uh, because this guy is saying that it's intentional. Like we don't know what Got to it. do. We have to stop this. Let's throw this guy out. And they don't care about how, in what situation they put us as a team. You know, first game of the series, you know, at the time, I think we beat them, we, we beat the Braves five times against two. The series was five, two at the time. We, we got no, we got no like business hitting this guy at the, at the beginning of the game, knowing that it's Freeman, it's uh, Aussie, it's, it's Swanson, it's Riley, all of these guys behind him that can put us in a bad position right away. We want to win games. We don't want to put guys on base. No, of course not. <clears throat> all right. And I appreciate your honesty as always with that. Hey guys, something that's not always easy to talk about ED, but you know what? It shouldn't be. And thanks to GetRoman.com slash Rose, our buddies over at Roman can help you out. What they do is a free consultation. If medication is required, it's free two-day shipping right to your house. So all you do is talk over the phone. You're going to get a special consultant who's going to take care of you, get a treatment plan together, and they take care of all forms of ED out there. Listen, if you need a little help, that's nothing to shy away from, but sometimes it's difficult to talk to people. But the people at GetRoman.com slash Rose are there to help you out. In fact, if you use the code word ROSE on GetRoman.com, now you're going to get 15 bucks off your first offer. 15 bucks. So we're here to save you money and also tackle an issue. It's as simple as picking up the phone. And also reach out to GetRoman.com. Use the keyword ROSE and off you go. Let's make you smile a little bit more. I saw some awesome cleats of you uh, honoring your homeland, Venezuela. Yeah. What, um, what, what was the story behind these? So, uh, when I got with my guys in the off season, uh, the stadium custom kids, they've been doing an amazing job for me. And, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, putting me on the spot every single time, uh, I want to do something that I, that I, I tribute something to my country and not just my country, but the, the, the little city that I come from, which is Los Teques. Uh, a lot of people know where I'm coming from, but others, others in Miami don't. And I, I want to do something that is, uh, it was special for me and it was special for my family and for the whole people that, that, I mean, helped me throughout my whole life, not just my baseball career, but my whole life, you know, when I went to school, where, I mean, where I grew up playing a little, like, uh, take balls games and stuff like that. And I, I want to just do a little tribute to my country and, and put it on my shoes because that, that's, that's what I like to do. I like to wear my shoes and I like to express myself throughout my, throughout my shoes. So, uh, um, that was an amazing job that they did with, with this pair. And I wear them on Venezuela night in Miami when we was, uh, uh celebrating Venezuela heritage day. So, uh, it was a, it was a, a cool moment. I love that. I love that. Yep. Love your attachment to your homeland, man. That's cool. Way to way to spread the word. Can never right. forget where you come from, right? Of course not. Of course not. Yeah. They don't make uh, cleats for Shaker Heights, Ohio. Just to let you know. Oh, you I can make it happen. You know. Yeah, Next, I don't uh, even know what I would put there. You know, it'd probably be some ritzy person driving in a, a Mercedes or something. <laughs> <laughs> some stupid would be, like that. That would be funny. That would yeah. Be funny. Thank you. You know, some like it would be a, a picture of some snot nosed private school rich kid. I know. Ridiculous. <laughs> but hey, we need to one one of one of these years. I don't know if it's gonna happen this year. Do we, we we should go to a, a Cleveland game against the Marlins together? Oh, 
Yeah, I don't. I I think we're back on rotation next year. Last year we missed the the West. I know we were supposed to play the NL West. So I have right. a feeling that we can Cleveland, Miami, we can make it happen. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that. I like I, playing I, that field. I hope the game's in Miami. I would like to go more to Miami. Oh, you I like, love you my like hometown. To to Miami, brother. Yeah. And I, I think Mrs. Rose might make the trip on that one if we go down to Miami. She oh, let's plan. It. Let's plan on it. Let's plan on it. I mean, you guys always welcome me in Miami. Thank you. Plus, you would have built-in babysitters. You know, we love kids. And oh, really? Oh, my. You know, my wife still. We we talk about it all the time how we should have had three kids and really tried for that girl. <laughs> we got. We love our two sons, but right. You know, you have a daughter. We'll babysit her all day. It's just, you know, Oh, yeah. And she's in such a great, great age right there. That, I know. I that, know. I mean, only gets better. Yes, we'll enjoy it. All yeah. right. Uh, let's, uh, let's chat with a, a guy who grew up not far from Mickey's workplace, Eric Hosmer. And so we welcome in the first baseman of the San Diego Padres, our coffee-drinking Eric Hosmer. So we were just talking about, like, Mickey's doing a double espresso. He's going to be bouncing off the walls here in about two minutes. Did you want to ask him about something about Cuban coffee, Miggy? Yeah, Hoss. Uh, I was talking to Chris about uh, how you make Cuban coffee. It's, it's a way to make Cuban coffee, right? Yeah, you just basically just get the pot hot and you just don't stop pouring sugar the whole entire time. You just stir <laughs> thing up and just nonstop <laughs> sugar the whole time. <laughs> I, it's an easy recipe. Is it right way to start your day, you know? Oh, dude, you get a couple uh, little like mini shots of those things and you're ready to go the whole day. Exactly. So you're in you're in Atlanta right now. You just went and got your coffee. So what, what, yep. what's your coffee order when you go? Uh, just black coffee with a shot of espresso, man. Just uh, nothing, nothing added into it. Just a black coffee and that's it. But the Cuban coffee, when I was with Kansas City, Kendry's Morales would make Cuban coffee all the time. And I mean... If we had like rain delays, which I mean, now with the Padre, we've been having rain delays every road trip. This guy would make the Cuban pot of coffee, walk around and just grab everybody a cup. He'd be like, here, Bobby, take this, take this, take this. And everybody (laughs) would just take a little swig. And man, we would be, we'd be pretty energetic in that clubhouse. That's awesome. Now that's what we're doing right now. Our, our assistant hitting coach is uh, Chichi Rodriguez from, from Miami too. So Uh he's making his own Cuban coffee in the, in the, can you imagine? Having the Cuban coffee right in the cage every single oh. every single day at, at all times. So if you need a little bit of uh, energy, that's that's where you go to the Cuban. I coffee. might have to have you send it over when we're there in a couple of days, will. man. That's gonna be some serious energy. <laughs> I will see you in some for sure. So how's Perfect. that's home for you, man? Miami. You, yep. you literally grew up what five miles from the ballpark or something. I grew up, yeah, from a pro player, Joe Robbie. I mean, whatever it was named back in the day. I grew up like 10 minutes from there. Um, and then now the new stadium, I'm probably about 20, 25 minutes from that way. But, yeah, man, that's home, dude. And, um, Miggy, man, I got so many little cousins and uh, family members down there that look up to you and, and love the way you lead and all that stuff. So, um, you know, I've always been a big fan of yours and proud of the way you lead and all that. And fun team, man, fun, exciting team. And, I think you guys showed the world last year what you guys are about, and it's been fun watching you guys roll. And it, it's been awesome because, uh, I mean, Hoss and, Hoss and I uh, played together in the minors against each other, you know? And uh, we always talk about how, um, how important it is to be a, a, a good teammate and, and a leader in a team so you can, like, create that, you know? Like, a little, 
little family members from from Haas looking up to me, and I didn't know I was going to be in Miami, but I approached this uh, this city and the organization, and uh, like I was telling Chris, uh, I'm uh, I feel like I'm I'm not even in Miami now because uh, you know all the years that I spent here. Yeah, man, they uh, you're the you're the captain, man. You're the capitan down there. So keep up doing what you're doing, man. It's it's good stuff, and it's it's making its way throughout the community. For sure. Haas, are you even? You're not old enough to remember like the '97, probably '03, right? You remember '03. '03, I remember '97 too, man. I so Bobby Bonilla in Game Seven hit a big home run in like the seventh or eighth inning. I'm sure yep. you remember that, Rosie. Thanks, and <laughs> I was. I was literally like a section over towards the right field foul pole from where that ball landed, man. So I remember that 97. That's pretty much the only thing I remember about the 97. I was like seven, eight years old, whatever I was. But I remember Bobby Bonilla's home run landing like two sections away from me and everybody just going crazy after that. Uh, We had your high school teammate, Nick Castellanos on, and he was, I think he was at the game too. And he was just, there's a great picture his mom put out on, on Twitter where he's like fully asleep and all that sort of stuff. Give us a good Castellano story because he was a little bit behind you in high school, I think, right? Yeah, Nick was a couple – he was a couple years younger than me. Um, he was a sophomore when I was a senior, but Nick grew up – he probably had some better seats than I did for game seven. So, he's uh, – Nick's – Nick, man, I tell you what, Nick is – it's so fun to watch Nick right now doing what he's doing because Nick was like the kid in high school where you're like, man, if this kid just put some effort into his game, like he can be, you know, take his game to the next level and really be such a good player. He was just kind of just doing baseball just to have fun and uh, just playing, you know, realizing he was good at it, but didn't know how good he can be at it. And then, man, you talk to Nick now and you talk about his game planning and his prep and his routine before the game. And it's almost like he does too much before the game. Now you almost want to tone him down a little bit, but just to see that transformation and see how, he's turned into a man and he's turned into a leader of that team and the way he's playing and performing on the field. He's, I mean, mentally this dude is so confident right now. He's unstoppable and it's fun to watch him play. And, uh, I was glad to see it was cool. Cause we were in Cincinnati and we actually had a rain delay and then we came out from the rain delay and they were doing the all-star selection show. So they showed that he was starting in right field and the fans gave him a nice ovation for that. So it was a cool moment for me to experience that too, because I had seen Nick grow up through high school and little league and all that. And to see him start in his first all-star game was a special moment. And I was, uh, you know, I was proud of him at that point. It was cool to see. That's really cool. That's cool. Yeah. Now yeah, it it's really interesting. Sweet. So you guys are both, you like to chat it up. You're both good dudes. You're leaders of your team. Uh, is there a guy you like to see? I mean, obviously you want your pitchers getting people out. But is there a dude you're excited to see when he comes to first base to catch up with ever in the league? Yeah, there's a couple of them, man. Votto will stay in Cincinnati. Votto is awesome to talk to. He's a lot of fun. Um, I think the way that the way that Joey challenges himself on a baseball field is always fun to see. You know, he's he's got such an advanced approach, and um, you know, it's it's fun to pick his brain a little bit and hear what he says. And um, you know, I was scuffling a little bit when we were just in Cincinnati, and I'm like, Joe you know, give me something, man. I need something to, to tie on to or something to basically get me going a thought or something like that. And, you know, he's always, uh, you know, really good at the mental side of it, keeping it simple and just giving you something to go. And, um, you know, he's, uh, one of the guys I always look forward to talking on first, you know, Moose as well, but he was hurt then. And it's always good to catch up to him, but Vado is definitely the, the guy I look forward to talking to the most. Uh-huh. 
Maggie is. I think I think I think I talked to you about uh, Joy's uh, experience too. You know, because I play <laughs> I play with the Reds, but uh, I mean, Joy is uh, is is fun because uh, I mean, you get to first base and you don't know where he's gonna come with. You know, like he's probably gonna talk to you in Spanish. Uh, one one day, I I I think I I told this story early uh, in the rotation show. Um, I got to first base and he told me he was so happy to tell me, hey. It's Freddie Benavides. Freddie Benavides is, uh, I mean, used to be my infield coordinator and my field coordinator with the Reds in the minors. Now he's the bench coach in Cincinnati. Hey, it's Freddie Benavides' uh, um, birthday today. So when I come to bat, listen to my son that I play for him. So he played this Mexican son, and he was so happy to tell me about all the songs that he was playing. <laughs> and when he came to bat, he listened to the song, he pointed to me and, like, point to his ear and <laughs> it's so funny man it's always something funny about joy and uh like like you say he's been doing it for a long time and he's well respected in the game man yeah definitely man so how's you were top five pick by the Kansas city royals uh yeah. won championships in the minors and brought home that uh that championship trophy in, in 2015 back to Kansas city first time in 30 years and i remember seeing you and salvi on the tonight show with jimmy fallon was the best part that you got to meet Christy Brinkley? Yes, dude. My dad and my dad had like five or six of his buddies that texted me instantly that night. And they're like, man, what was the deal with Brinkley? What's the deal? And I didn't really know who she was. And I was just a little, you know, I'm too young to understand who she was and all that. But I ended up uh, finding out, you know, she was the, uh, like a sports, what the sports illustrated model or swimsuit model or something like that. Yeah. And then, yeah, man. And she was like, you know, mid sixties or whatever and still looked great. So I I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but then after the fact, I learned real quickly who she was. And, and, uh, yeah, a lot of my dad's buddies loved her back in the day and still do. Mickey's got a big smile on his face. I'm just, I'm just saying, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's because I'm trying to, I'm trying to see, I was going, I, I was going to go on my phone and, and trying to look it up because I, I, I don't really know. I don't really know who she is, but uh, I mean, to be Jimmy Fallon with, uh, with the world series champions, she have to be somewhere, right? Yeah. For yeah, everybody man. that's listening, that's under the age of 35, just Google Christy Brinkley swimsuit issue. I mean, stunning. And yeah, she's still in her, she's in her sixties and still she walks into a room and you're like, my God, are you kidding me? Yeah. She's a, she's a veterana, Papa, but she's still doing it, yeah. man. She's still doing it. I, that's know, for sure. I, can, I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Can I get on you though? Dude, you were, it was hilarious. You were chewing gum on Jimmy Fallon's tonight show, dude. Was I? Did you know that? Maybe I was just so excited because before the show started, she was asking me about my hair. And then she touched my hair and she was like, man, do you use anything in the hair? And I was like, no, this is all natural. Like I just get out of the shower, get a quick towel wipe and brush it up and that's it. So maybe I didn't awesome. realize what was going on after she touched my hair. That was a young papo there. And young <laughs> that Sally. is a young, wow. young Bobo. Yeah. <laughs> you had one of the, one of the biggest supermodels of the last four decades touch your hair. Big deal. That is I thought I played it cool. I didn't realize the chewing gum. Maybe I didn't play it as cool as I thought. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> Salvi Perez is one of everybody's favorites in the league. Yep. Uh, Miggy, you've known Salvi for a while, right? Yeah, we played together in Venezuela in the Winnable, and we are uh, represented by the same agency as well. So Salvi and I, uh, I remember uh, in high A, we played, we played in that team. I think it was there, Haas, in uh, – mm -hmm. 
I was uh, what was the city? I don't remember Wilmington. the city, but uh, in Wilmington, that's right. So Salvi yeah. was catching for them. So Haas was a first, and uh, Will Myers was in right field um, or center field, something like that. That was yeah. that was a crazy that was a crazy team in the minors, plus other two guys like I think Soon uh, Soon was there too. Yeah, it was yeah, a crazy team that players. I played against. Yeah, some really good players, and Salvi was catching. And what I always um, it was crazy about Salvi was like 21, 22 years old. And this guy looks like a monster, you know, like he's six, four, you know, catching mm -hmm. behind the play. He couldn't even, he couldn't even squat well, you know, like his son was like so high because he was so big <laughs> and man, kudos, kudos to uh, Salvi because what he's been doing, he's been doing it for a long time now with that body after the injuries that he got on his knee after that, um, Tommy John surgery. I think he's, uh, he's one of the best person, one but one of the hardest working in the game and to be able mm -hmm. to catch that many games with that body. And it's crazy. I mean, Haas can talk to you about uh, Salvi work ethic a little bit more, but that's what always uh, uh, kind of got me from Salvi. Yeah, man. And he's Salvi. I think, I think Salvi is the most underrated player in the game right now. I don't think they talk about how good he is enough and, you know, his resume and what he's done. And, and like Miggy said, the person he is, and it's funny because before, you know, Will Myers played the outfield for that team at Wilmington, he got drafted as a catcher. So he got drafted as a catcher and they called him up. And then it was him and Salvi doing the catching in Wilmington. And Will was basically the priority catcher over there. You know, he was catching three out of the four days and Salvi was backing wow. him up and all that stuff now. So Will Myers always jokes around about Salvi now. He's like, yeah, he was my backup in high A. He's a good <laughs> catcher. He's decent and all that. So it's always a fun joke that Will always uh, says with the boys whenever we see Salvi doing his thing on TV. Of course, Will is is still your teammate out there in San Diego. I can't imagine him leading a discussion on the mound. I mean, Will Myers, he always looks like he just woke up. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, man, Will, he's one of the most – he's probably the funnest person to debate something with in the clubhouse because he is passionate about whatever he's arguing and he will not lose. He refuses to lose any kind of argument. He will bring it up time and time again. He's, he's a character, man. You would love you some Will Myers. I'm sure. Uh, so who loves, who loves the swag home run chain the most? I mean, clearly Tatis, the guy puts it on every other game. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's basically his chain at this point, but what a great idea, man. It was something that uh, it's funny too, because now we mess with Manny all the time. We're like, man, you got this, this crazy, just great chain. I mean, this thing's, it looks real. I'm pretty sure it's real. The, the, I don't know if the charmer actually is, but no one's ever gotten like the answer on that. But now you look in the stands and man, every single fan's got the chain on. You look at the home run derby and the all-star game and they create a chain. And we're like, Manny, man, you need to get some royalties for this chain, get the money back on some of this. And the Padres and the MLB, they're banking on your idea right now, man. The chain just took over. So it's a sweet chain, though, man. You see that thing up close. It's It looks as real as they can get. It's big league, that's for sure. It's big league. And I know Rafaelo did a great job. He did one for us in Miami back in the day. I remember he was really good friends with uh, Cam Cameron Maving. And uh, -huh. uh so he sent to uh, he sent a chain to him and I, I remember we were but uh, I mean the, all the hype in San Diego, the team that you guys have there and uh the kind of players that you have that you guys have on that team and the the much fun that you guys are having, I mean that chain is going great with uh with the team. Right? Mm. It's great. It is, it's fitting in good. 
Did you think you would ever see a day where a relief pitcher would wear the home run chain after hitting a grand <laughs> slam off of Max Scherzer? Maybe a couple of years ago, I didn't think it, but now I tell you what, man, anything could happen in that moment. Dude, we, uh, we're just sitting there and he had two strikes and we're like, man, you know, cause our bullpen had been pretty taxed, man. And we needed Cammy to go, you know, a good, a good amount of innings in that game. And that was like the first inning after, after the first inning he pitched. So it's like, man, you know, it's eight to two and we could have had a chance to come back here. We got the bases loaded and the pitcher spots up. So, you know, hopefully we can get a rally or something going after this inning. And then all of a sudden with one, two, Sergeant throws him a fastball. And this ball is like a ball and a half down from the strike zone. And he just crushes this ball, man. And we're like, oh my God, like he hit it like 110, 111 off the bat. <laughs> and everybody was just in shock, man. I think that was the coolest thing was the, you know, the camera seeing his brother, his brother's reaction in the stands. And you see his brother just drop to his knees and he was just in complete shock of what just happened. And, um, you know, I think that's what's so special too about getting the fans back in the, in the stands and getting full capacity and all that, because, you know, I think last year that moment would be special, but with, you know, 40, 50,000 people at that moment, seeing that moment and hearing them go crazy and seeing the reactions just made that moment that much more special. It was unbelievable. It was one of the yeah, top, it was crazy. top three moments of the season. So no question, man. No question. That was a life changing moment for Cammy. He's a hometown guy too. So, yeah. I mean, just kept adding to the moment. Really cool. Now, how's, I'm not going to call you Hollywood because you play in San Diego. So to mention anything associated with Los Angeles is, is blasphemy. But you've got to <laughs> run into some pretty big celebrities over the years. So we, we've seen it on the Instagram account. We saw one with, with Kevin Hart. That was kind of uh -huh. cool. Uh, John Cena. That wasn't bad. I know yep. your dad was a big fan of Bobby Knight. Huge fan uh, of Steph, Steph Curry. And, of course, Derek Jeter just happens to be in Miggy Rojas's phone in case you ever need to get a hold of him. But That's <laughs> were you ever starstruck in one of those photos? Uh, I think with Jeter, man, with, with Jeter, I was, uh, so that, that picture was at a gold glove dinner and my fiance, who was my girlfriend at the time, Casey, I was there and sitting at the table and Jeter was like three tables over. And I was like, man, like I gotta get a picture with Jeter, man. But I also like, kind of pride myself on not being that guy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be that guy to be like, Hey man, can I get a picture of a big fan and all that? But I was just like, man, there's like, there's like two or three people in this world that I think that I would actually like want a picture with them and want to hang it up in my room and like tell people that, you know, I got to get a picture with this guy. So I finally just said, screw it, man. I'm like, Derek, dude, I've, I've been such a fan of who you are on and off the field. Like, I hate to do this, but can I get a picture with you? And he was like, oh, yeah, man, no problem, Haas. How's everything going? And, I mean, he made the moment so cool for me. It's so much cooler. And then um, it sucks, too, because, you know, Casey's taking the picture, and I got my arm around Cheater, and she's looking at Jeter, and I'm like, oh, man, he could just swipe Casey from me at any point in time if he wanted to. <laughs> so let's just get this picture and get going. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it was That's cool, man. It was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Hopefully we get. Uh, hopefully he's down there at BP one of those days where we get to see him. Oh, definitely he will be. And and I I feel the same way. Like every every day that he walks in the uh, on the field or he's around the clubhouse or he's around the, the the team, he's like you always like stop and like stare at him, you know, because you no like, you don't want to take that opportunity for granted. That that I mean, Derek Jeter, the legend, is 
around you every single day. It's watching your game. It's watching your work. He got one good or bad thing to say about you. I mean, you have to you have to take that and 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 appreciate those moments. Then, like you say, he's a big fan. You're a, you're a big fan of Derek, and uh, you respect everything that he did on the on the, the baseball field. But at the end of the day, he's around like he's around us, and that's what I tell all my teammates every day. Hey, bro, you guys know don't play just for the Marlins. You guys play for Derek Jeter every day. You guys gotta mm -hmm. go out there and do it for like if you don't want to do it for anybody else or or you don't have a motivation enough, like you want to do it for yourself, your money or whatever it is, do it for him, man. He's watching over there, you know? No question, man. Cool. No question. Cool. Uh, we got I a bet. few more minutes with Padres first baseman, Eric Hosmer. You know what? It's interesting because you said, I don't want to be that guy. I think one thing actually, Eric, that the pandemic taught us is it's okay to be the guy. Like we should appreciate big moments. And you said there's two or three other people you'd love to have a photo with. Like, I'm curious who that is. Uh, well, I mean, Michael Jordan, obviously Michael Jordan's like, he's the man, dude. He's, you know, who every, every kid grew up, uh, you know, I know Miggy rocks his shoes all the time. We always see the cleats he's wearing and all that stuff. And he was just like, he was the guy, man. He was, you know, every athletes, uh, just hero growing up and all that. Um, honestly, the next person, you guys might laugh at this one, but this dude, Fernando Tatis, man, this guy is turning into a worldwide mm. celebrity and. I tell you what, like a lot of the stuff you're saying about Jeter and, you know, Fernando's got a long way to go and he's got to win, you know, some championships. And I think that's, what's going to keep him motivated to, to, you know, eventually be one of the best players to ever play this game. But it's been amazing to see the the transformation from, you know, a young rookie, uh, you know, prospect that can be good to basically a worldwide celebrity now. And, you know, I'll, I'll never forget we were in Arizona and, um, he walked out. It was probably like the fifth or sixth inning and he walked out to go on deck. And as soon as this dude walked out to go on deck, there was like a rush of people that walked from the top section or ran from the top section all the way down to like the first row by the on deck circle there. And there must've been like 30, 40 people getting their phones out and snapping pictures as he's taking swings there on deck. And I just looked at Skip Schumacher, our bench coach. And I'm like, man, I'm like, this guy is just turning into a worldwide celebrity now, man. Like he is the guy now. And it's been fun to see it, man. And and if anybody can handle all the attention and handle it the right way, it's this kid, man. He, he's uh he's something special. I mean, I know you guys have gotten to watch him and got to see him play a couple times, but just to see the stuff that he's dealing with day to day, the attention he gets and how cool, calm and collective he can be. And he just kind of goes with the flow and continues to go about his business. That's such like a laid back and, chill vibe that he's got it's it's been fun to watch man and fun to be a part of and the kid's amazing man and it's been I, I feel like i've had a first row seat at everything he's gotten to accomplish so far in his young career what's it like catching a ball when he's throwing it like 94 across the diamond oh man he's i tell you what he's gotten so much better when he first came up he would just kind of just grip the ball and throw it. And sometimes it would sink. It would, you know, run a little bit or have that Zach Britton sink where it just goes straight down. And he's gotten so much better at just uh, learning how to play under control, how to play the position under control. And I think the biggest help for that is, you know, he gets to watch Manny over there at third right next to him, who, um, you know, Moose was an unbelievable defender at, uh, defender at third. And Manny is, is, you know, incredible at third the way he plays defense man it's it's pretty fun I, the, the one biggest thing i've learned about manny's game is 
Manny has no panic in his game whatsoever. I've seen Manny, um, you know, be three, four weeks in the season, hitting a buck 50 and just literally just being like this. And then all of a sudden he has the monster year that everybody knows he's having. Then I see Manny where, you know, he's on a, a streak where he's hitting about 460 with eight home runs and just can't be stopped right now. And he's just still right here, man. So that pace that Manny plays at and um, just that level of, of calmness in his game is just so unbelievable. And I think that's been a blessing for Fernando as well from the defensive side to get to see Manny's game and kind of incorporate that in his game. And to me, that's the final piece in his game. And he's been doing a great job adjusting to that. Miggy, what do you see from Tatis from afar? Well, he, I mean, Haas just nailing the head. But, uh, I mean, what impressed me is uh, what this guy's been doing with just 22 years old. 22 years old, I remember we was playing in maybe, uh, I, I was playing in maybe double A, high A, double A, whatever. And I couldn't even, I couldn't even, like, think about being that kind of, you know, famous and uh, superstar, role star in the game of baseball. You know, he's becoming like, like he says, becoming a celebrity in the game. And he's becoming the face of the, the MLB and doing it the way that he's doing it, you know, with a smile on his face and being nice to everybody and coming from a Latin, a Latin country and Dominican Republic uh, and embracing the culture but that doesn't surprise me because he's been around baseball for a long time. Mm. He was in a clubhouse when he was maybe nine years, 10 years old, watching what happened in an in a MLB game and in an MLB clubhouse. And I think that's why he's probably have that attitude. The house is talking about the laid back, the chill, because he's been there and now he's done, he's, he's, he's doing that. So for me, it's like, it's impressive to see the guy and the kid becoming a, a, a great player. But at the same time, you're happy for him that 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 you have. Like I feel represented, you know. When I see that mm -hmm. he's there doing all this stuff, um, I feel represented as a Latin player because I'm happy that he's doing that. And on the defensive side, I would say to him, "Hey, man, just just copy this guy, you know. Whatever he's doing <laughs> on the on the on the defensive side, copy Haas, you know. The way that Haas picked the ball, you know." never in a rush. I know he played first base. It's a little bit different. When you play shortstop, it's a premium position and everybody knows that it's a little harder. You know, you don't, you don't have time to bubble the ball there. You know, you have to be clean every single time to make the, 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 the routine plays. But yeah. at the end of the day, when you're trying to rush your throws, rush your feet and stuff like that, you get in throw. And for me, it's like, Hey, take whatever you can take from many at third, because that's going to help you become the, the, the complete player, the complete package that you can be. And and I, I have no doubt in my mind that that guy is going to be a gold blower one day. No question. No hey, question. Haas, he doesn't have better swag than you, though, when it comes to the suit game, right? I mean, I want to say no, but at the same time, I got to be real with myself, man. Did you see that pink suit, the silk he was rocking uh, for the All-Star game? Yeah, but I go through your Instagram feed, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, my wife said those have got to be one and done suits when you're, you know, with what you're wearing on your Instagram, but you can't wear those multiple times, right? All those suits you got. No, they're, I mean, if you want to have the reputation you're talking about, they got to be one and done. I'll call myself the king of the three piece. I'm the king of the three piece suit. I like to rock the vest and the three piece and all that, but man, I, the, the swagger part, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if and anyone's I, got more I respect, swag. Than this kid. I respect the three piece 
in a in a baseball season. It's not easy to play a game, get, get after the game, and get on that to look good uh-huh. just for a couple of pictures and the video. Man, exactly. I respect, I respect that, bro. Yeah. The boys, yeah, the boys know I might be about five to ten minutes late on whatever time that bus is because the three piece. I just got to button it up. And it's a process. I would be. How do you not? Like an hour after I shower, I'm still sweating. How are you not sweating through that suit? Dude, the cold tub, that's the trick. Travel day, you got to jump in the cold tub for a little bit, and then boom, you don't sweat. That's the trick. I learned that young, man, when I was in Kansas City back in the day. Doesn't a cold tub suck, though? Freezing. It does. It does. You just need some mental toughness in your life, Rosie. Just for about a minute or two. (laughs) What I do have is swag. I don't know if you saw the whole ad that, uh, that Tatis has been doing with his new glasses and stuff. I have. You uh-huh. saw that with the bats and st- so I was fortunate. I don't know how they picked me, but they sent me a pair. So I've become the new poster <laughs> child. How do, nice. how do I compare to Tatis, guys? Yay or nay? Not bad. I can see some resemblance there, but I mean, you just need the dreads. You don't got the dreads. You got the hat yeah. on. You got to go dreads with the beard. Dude, look at this. I was, hair. I was gonna say. I was gonna I mean, say. Really? You need. You need a, yeah. The hair is a little bit different. <laughs> I mean, you should have got. Trying. They got these. They got these people in the stands now, where they got the the headband with the tattoos, dreads. You should have got some of those for it. That would have put you at the next level. <laughs> All right, listen. Before we let you go, we appreciate your time today. We're going to spin the wheel of moderately interesting things here on the Chris Rose Rotation. It's got a bunch of topics up here, so I want you both to answer. Haas, you can go first, and then Miggy, you can follow up. Let's see what category right. we're landing on today. Today it's tripping. Okay, so where do you want to go on your next trip, Eric Hosmer? Trip. Um, I've always wanted to go to to like Italy and you know go and, and do that week or two or you know a, a trip out that way. I've only everywhere I've only gone, it's it's been like an island with a beach on it, and uh, that's kind of the same vacation I always take. So um, you know I want to head out east there and see Italy and Greece and those places and kind of do some sightseeing and, and some different stuff, you know, like that. Every time it's it's basically just beach and pool and just kind of lay out, have a couple of drinks there, and that's it. So I think that's uh, that's how I'd want to mix up my next vacation. Is that on the honeymoon agenda? Uh, it might be. We still haven't figured out what we're doing yet, but that I think that might be. We were talking about Greece as one of them, so that might be a, a selection, but we, we still haven't finalized what we're doing for that yet. Okay. All right, Miggy? Europe, highly recommend. I went, I went into the after 2018 uh, season, and I went to Greece in a cruise. Uh, great city, uh, if you guys yeah, want to go. Yeah, I want to check that out. But I want to go to Dubai. That's that's my Ooh, next trip. Bye. I want to go to Dubai. I want to go there. Uh, I like the the future. I like futuristic stuff. I don't enjoy too much the the history. I don't like when I went to Italy and all that. I checked the, all the churches and all the stuff, but uh, I like to see something that is going to show me a little bit what the future is going to look like. So I want to do Dubai. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. I like it. All right. Well, in the meantime, I know your next road trip will be in Miami. You'll be enjoying that during the weekend. A lot of family and friends, right? That's big, big time. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of family and friends. They'll be at the game. I'll be leaving tickets. I'll fill up half the stadium with my cousins and, and, me, and family and all that. Let me know if you need some tickets or some help. <laughs> 
getting people yeah. in there. So I got you, bro. <laughs> just yeah, just shoot me over Jeet's number, and I'll uh, I'll hit up Derek personally and see what the deal is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Either that, or you'll be playing for free this weekend. Eric Hosmer, yeah, exactly. It's great catching up with you. We appreciate the time here on the Chris Rose Rotation. Tell everybody in the clubhouse we say hello, man. All right, boys. I appreciate you having me on, man. A lot of fun. Peace. Good luck in Atlanta, bro. All right, guys. We'll see you. The Haas is a good dude. You guys are very, very similar. I think, you know, part of the reason they signed him to that huge deal a couple of years ago is mm-hmm. they knew they were an ascending team, Biggie. And yeah. they, they would need a guy who had been there and been through the battles. Because yeah. it, it's not easy to win in this league. And yeah. when you even if you've got all the talent in the world, right? This guy and this guy is gonna be stay on the field, man. And he's he's it's been great doing that, you know, staying on the field, playing through some adversity, you know. You you know this guy is never gonna give up on you, you know. No. And you know, he's admitted he's he hasn't played as well as he wanted to. He knows that. Yeah. He knows he's gotta be better. But um that's just that's part of the deal. All right. So um reveal everybody what your homework assignment was last uh last time on the show. Remember? Yeah, yeah. The, the picture with uh, with uh, Porter. Yeah, there you go. Right so there. You, yeah, you got some nice photos well, of you picture and... with uh with a former former teammate in yeah. in with the Dodgers. So that was the best that I can do because that series that uh, we actually didn't hit BP on the field so many days because oh. it was like a it was a weird series. Um, two day games, one a four, one a one. You know. Yeah. And uh, I got a couple pictures with him. So Yeah, I love that one. I love how you got him to pose sliding into second base. It yeah, was exactly. really good on your part. <laughs> so once again, another A+. Pl- I mean, you've got an A on every assignment from Mrs. Rose's homework assignment. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm doing, uh, I'm doing the right thing. Like, yeah. like I tell I, you, man, if I'm if I going to do something, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it right. You I know. know. And then I, I had to do a homework so. assignment as well where I had to – yeah. Wear your jersey. And by the way, this is in the 111 degree heat out in Arizona at Brady's in baseball Arizona. tournament. Wow. Did, did I carry the swag with it or no? Did do I you look put, like an yeah, out of shape dad? No, bro. You put that out. I think it looks it looks really good on you. Then with the black hat too, you know. Pretty okay. nice the chase. I like it. All right. I tried my best. I'm I'm limited with this body. Um, all right. So your next homework assignment, you got a couple of off days coming up. It's kind of a weird schedule off days, sandwich around a two game trip to Baltimore. Okay. Um, what you got for me? Well, what do you do with the family on an off day? Um, well, right now it's, it's, it's more likely to be with my son playing around and I am probably going to be, uh, around the cage at home. Uh, probably going to take him to a little park or something like that. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little dinner after, but I mean, we don't, we don't do like that much right now because of our five month old. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's see. Um, let's see how he's hitting the ball these days. You wanna, okay. You want, you want to video it and we'll break it down. His, how his swings going. Let's do it. He haven't, he haven't really, uh, he haven't really played in a, in a while because uh, I mean, because of summer, but, uh, but I, I, I have all my confidence on him that he still got it. Got a Got pretty, pretty nice swing. Yeah. Is he better at breaking down your shoe game? Uh, he... Not really. He don't care. Yeah. He, he likes to wear his Mario Brothers uh, shoes. I bought him, I, I bought him a, a, a lot of Jordans. And you know what the first thing that he said when, when, when I put his Jordans on? Hey, Dad, I don't want it. I can move my, I, I can move my toes. 
If you run into Michael Jordan, do not tell him that. No, I'm not. I'm not. I just gotta buy him like a couple size bigger. So that's it. (laughs) Miguel Rojas, it is always a blast catching up with you. Thanks so much for the time today. Um, Keep plugging away there, my man. All right. Keep going, man. Keep going and keep grinding. That's a it's a long season, and we still got. 70 more games left so there's a lot of lot of way to go and we'll be watching even if i won't be watching your at bats i will be yeah don't yeah stay away stay away from the big tv you know and just hear hear people telling you what uh what i do what i do <laughs> before you know it, you'll be hitting 330 and you'll be like boy chris really be busy these days I love it that he's nowhere near that tv that was awesome uh, thank you hey thank you for the support man and, and uh, I, I will always appreciate that you know that little tip of the cap to my man one nine Miguel Rojas the captain of the Miami Marlins great catching up with him also big shout out to our editor producer extraordinaire Robbie Scirocco and our summer intern Alden Stone we will see you next time on the Chris Rose Rotation a production of John Boy Media